Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to our official first podcast with Brain Changers. I'm Robert Robinson, and I want to welcome you to the Higher Plane for the Modern Brain show. And before we get into the podcast tonight about can Christians really use self-improvement or self-help, you know, which is a topic I've had to answer for individuals over the years more than a few times, I want to give you a little bit about who I am because this is our first official podcast. My name, like I've said, my name is Robert Robinson. I'm with Brain Changers, and our motto is to get your brain working on a higher plane, get your life moving to the next level. And there's several uh, aspects that I use to do this, and over the past 20 years, I've been involved in a lot of different things, uh, sports, health and fitness, stuff like that. And not only that, but I actually started my journey in 1997. Of course, this is about, well, it's over 20 years now, but what I started with was uh, the church environment, and I started with ministry environment. And it didn't take me long to realize that a lot of the principles that are being taught in the church are not working to help change people's lives in a real-world manner, in a quick manner, in a permanent manner, and in a healthy manner. Uh, a lot of what you get in the church, and this is nothing against the church. I am not against the church. I am not someone that's going to come against it and throw fireballs or try to call down fire on anybody in the church. That is not my method. That is not my style. I will say, though, a lot of people, not all people, you have some really great people in the church, but a lot of people like to control others, and this is not only in the church, but people like to control others through gear, uh, fear and guilt a lot of times. So in the past 20 years, I've actually branched out and I've started using a lot. And I started using this in 97, which was NLP. If you don't know what NLP is, it's Neuro Linguistic Programming. And I'm not one that um, does the leading and trying to uh, manipulate others. What I do is teach people the principles that I know and I let the people do it themselves. But the other um, aspects that I've done over the past 20 years is uh, and this is not all of them, but this is just a few of them. I've, you know, I've played semi-pro football. I've, uh, I've done alchemy, uh, been in part of alchemy, uh, technologies like spiritual technologies and things like that. All of these things that I'm telling you, you are going to hear later on in this show, uh, in other episodes. I've been in business entrepreneurship. I've also been in metaphysics and, um, there, uh, various forms of meditation, so it's not like I'm just hopping off of uh, the bandwagon or I just got licensed or anything like that. The thing about it is, is that what I want to do is bring uh, some rays of hope, something that makes people get ins inspired, motivated, and uh, educate them at the same time. So what we're going to do here, you've, given, you've gotten the basically the introduction about who I am. You can go to our website, brainchangerswithaz.com. And you can check out more there. But we are, uh, actually are selling a lot of the products. And some of the products you'll be hearing me talk about uh, later on. Uh, not in this particular show. Because we're, we're going to stay focused on basically, can a Christian use self-help? Now, while I'm talking, I'm going to be taking um, direct uh, definitions from, of course, from some, some of the websites on the internet. Not all of them. But we are going to define, first of all, because the, um, the actual question, which is almost verbatim every time, is can a Christian, can a, can a Christian use self-help? Now, here's the actual overall truth, because I know the spirit of the question or the intent of the question. 
but the actual over the board up in your face that uh, answer to this is that anybody can use self-help or self-improvement but before we go there I mean I know some people say well thank you Captain Obvious well that's not what I'm getting to I mean overall yes anybody can use self-improvement self-help but what about a Christian because I know some of the stigmas that are attached to both self-help and self-improvement and as well as Christianity uh, the church and other religions so I know there's a stigma uh, with both of them so it says okay um, relating to or professing Christianity or its teachings uh, having or showing qualities associated with Christians especially those of decency kindness and fairness a person who has received Christian baptism or is a believer in Jesus Christ and his teachings now there this is the basic definition of a Christian and the thing about it is is that once you study the teachings of Jesus and we'll get into more things about Jesus um, the Christ things like that uh, later on in the shows and the episodes to come but what I'm going to talk about right now is a Christian and then we're going to move on from there and I'll define I want to define we just define the Christian aspect and what a Christian is but is is it bad for a Christian or somebody that believes or quote-unquote supposed to rely on God for everything is that person bad or is he or she sinning if they use self-help and I'm going to go ahead and tell you and say no, because self-improvement, self-help is self-explanatory, if you want to put it like that. What is self-help? Is when you help yourself. What is self-improvement? Is when you improve yourself. Now, I do believe that, well, let's take it for instance, because I've been in, like I said, I've, been, I've played uh, semi-pro football for a while. And there are times when I have seen people improve their lives improve their athletic performance naturally healthy uh, gradually using nutrition and healthy supplements to improve their performance now there's nothing wrong with that there's nothing wrong with that at all but the ones who are juicing the ones who are like I, I knew one guy when I was in college uh, this one guy he wasn't he wasn't a uh, he wasn't a, a football athlete he was a uh, I want to say I want to say soccer in a uh, playing soccer, and he was in a body bodybuilding really big. But this guy had a steroid. I'm not lying to you. He had a steroid, different steroid for each day of the week. And when you talk about cycling and you talking about steroid junkie, this guy was it. And I thought he was joking with me, but he actually had a case of the substances. To improve his performance now here's the thing that's not a great way to do self-improvement look up the side effects of steroids it has tons of side effects I mean all of your glands get hit um, there's I mean there's roid rage there's a ton of other things that go with it however what about if you're improving yourself and not in the right way in the way you're supposed to let your body take its course and being patient with your body working through and breaking genetic barriers on your own and possibly using some uh, natural testosterone boosters, something, you know, trivialis extract, stuff like that. I'm talking about herbs. I'm not talking about chemicals. So what what's wrong with that? 
So here's my answer to a Christian that's wanting to know, can a Christian use self-improvement? And I'm going to say this. Yes, they, he or she, yes, they can. Now, let's go a step further. Now, I want to go to, I want to, go to an extent because I want you to realize that when I read the definition of a Christian, it's somebody who believes in the teachings of Christianity, somebody who believes in Jesus Christ, somebody who believes in him. It never, ever, matter of fact, I'm going to reread it for you. I like doing this. Um, it's relating or professing Christianity, and it's talking about, I see Christian, I see Christian baptism, I see a believer in Jesus Christ and his teachings, and stuff like that. I never once, because I know what's going on when most people come to me, they're wanting to get better, they're wanting to do it themselves, which is a natural instinct that's built into all of us. But they go up to the church and they talk to the church and they talk to their pastors, they talk to their teachers, they may talk to their moms, dads, grandmothers, granddads, and they're all telling them, no, that's evil. Why? Because they do not understand it. Here is something I would like to throw to you. Now, this is something I want you to think about. This is something I want you to chew on and I don't want you to get ill with me. I want you to do your own research. A lot of the people that I've had to coach one-on-one -on -one over the years, Every one of them, not a few, not some here, not some there, every one of them, the main cause was that they were, they were scared. They were terrified. Some, some of these people were terrified. What would happen if the church, the church, you know, I never, I never said anything about church when I was defining this, okay? It never once said anything about the church. But they were terrified of what the church was going to think. Not what Jesus might think. Not what God might think. Not what it might benefit them. What might benefit them or come out and be really good for them. They were terrified about what the church might think. So this is the way I diffuse that if you're still you know, fighting with that. Let's define what a church is in modern times. Church is basically the brick and mortar that you see. I know people are saying right now, no, because uh, Jesus said that on this rock, I'll build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against that. So it must be the people. We can go into that another time. But in today's mainstream definition is brick and mortar. When you look at the brick and mortar building, these buildings are a part of something called, or they're part of a group called a denomination. Most every church, not all, I know you have non-denominationals, but sometimes even the non-denominationals are kind of denominational in themselves, if you get what I'm saying. But let's just take the regular mainstream denominations. Denomination, the term denomination, don't take my word for this, do your research. The term denomination comes from the term denominationalism. Denominationalism comes from sectarianism. Sectarianism comes from the word sect or a cult. That's right. That's what that means. A cult. Now, some people, they, experience, they have different experiences with the church. I've had some sour ones. I've had some good ones. I've had some great ones. And I've had some experiences that I could have swore I was pretty much in the depths of hell in a church, 
Okay, so I've had the I've had both extremes, and I've had decent experiences that I've had kind of in the middle. Here's the thing: when you wipe away, I'm, and I'm talking in the terms of Christian, because this the Brain Changers is not a religious organization. Okay, let me clear that up. The topics that are coming after this are going to be getting into some major depth. Is going to be challenging your thinking if you're a Christian or a churchgoer. But I am going to say this, that a lot of you need to take that mentality that you've been, that you've been plagued with about, I don't know, you know, what, what would the church, what would, what might the church think? No, don't, don't worry about that. And here's the reason I say, don't worry about it. The church is a few things. Number one, they are, they are, they are an entity. Okay. They are huge. Most of the mainstream denominations, they are huge. Okay, good, you know, high five, big deal. They are not. Here's a few things they are not. They are not, number one, they are not you. They are not God. And if you truly, if you're saying you're a Christian and you want to know if you can use self-help, they are not Jesus. Okay, I'm, I'm speaking in your terms right now. Think about all of these things. Just take a few minutes. Just think, think about them. The church is not you. They're not Jesus. They're not God. And at the end of everything, and you talk about the day of judgment and all this other stuff, when you stand before God, it's going to be you and him. Straight up. The church is not going to be there. And you need to explore this journey called life. Because I would venture to say most of you listening to this podcast or living your life according to the church or according to something 